All right. Oh, is that our intro? No, I, I couldn't remember the Seinfeld thing. Also, I don't think I can make that funky guitar sound with my mouth. <laughs> All right, now we got an intro. <laughs> yeah, it's, welcome to Seinfeld. Good morning, Jan. We're doing this one uh, when the sun isn't down and has been down for hours. So uh, I'm not exhausted. Imagine that. Yeah, I, I'm a little tired just because I woke up this morning, but oh. what else is new? Great. So we're just, we went to the other side of the spectrum, and now it's miserable <laughs> in the same way for a different reason. <clears throat> well, uh, ha, ha, ha. do you have something you want to start us off with? A little topic? Uh, to start us off with? Yeah. I saw It last night. Oh, cool. Stephen King's It, the movie. 2017. Just so <laughs> no one's confused and knows exactly what we're talking about. And yeah, I agree with Dallas. It was really good. Uh, it was good in a way to where you could probably just cut out the clown and it'd still be a good standalone movie. I haven't heard that yet. That's interesting. Yeah, I, minus the ending, of course, because I don't know how they'd wrap it up without the clown. <laughs> but <laughs> okay, no, I have an idea. <laughs> Whole movie, no clown until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> then just go wild with it. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like here's the big reveal, here's the clown. Don't even, you'd have to call it something different, otherwise the whole time people are expecting the clown to show up. Oh, easy. It minus it. <sighs> or just any other thing that you could think of. Uh, but fine. <laughs> just at the very end, clown! <laughs> I don't know how the movie ends, I still haven't seen it. I need to, badly, but I'm waiting on that movie pass, which, according to you, uh... They're super backed up because so many people made new subscriptions. Probably because they went to $10 a month, which is yeah. literally too good to pass up. If, if people don't know what MoviePass is, I don't know if you've talked about it yet. But uh, uh. basically, the Netflix co-creator and the Redbox co-creator, he just he, he goes from place to place just decimating. Co-creating things. Yeah, co-creating <laughs> massively successful things related to movies with red and white logos. His third one now is MoviePass. Is red and white. Yeah, yeah, all of them are red and white, but is MoviePass, what you do is you pay $10 a month, and they send you a, a little debit card, that's a, like your MoviePass card or whatever, and you get to see uh, one movie per day for an entire month at no extra charge. So, if you go and see, in some places, like a ticket is like $11, but where I am, mm -hmm. it's like 8 Ooh, if I see, I gotta go there. Yeah, if I see two movies, this thing's already paid for itself and then some. So in a month, uh, I, f I have a feeling I'll want to see more than two movies. So, <laughs> and that's I was talking about this uh, to someone. I think a, a sign of a, of good value for like a monthly subscription thing is if within the first month, like if you paid for one month and that's all you paid for, was it already a good deal? And like that, this is already like way ahead of itself in that regard <laughs> and we did talk about this a little bit in one of our recent gears of war 3 episodes okay cool yeah well people might not not might not watch those it's, it's also not released yet i just finished rendering it <laughs> okay hey this is gonna get out first uh but yeah anyway uh, i've been waiting on that that's why i haven't seen it yet because it's like i already paid the ten dollars 
I don't want to go and watch the movie when I when it could be for free, but I'm I'm missing out on all this discussion everyone was talking about. It's the greatest horror movie in years. Be forewarned, there is a two to three week backup on the movie pass thing based on the email they sent out. Oh, so I didn't get that email. Watch them just send mine on time, <laughs> even though I ordered mine after you. That's yeah, that's a pain a though. I, I guess great I'm not gonna worry about it then. I'm just gonna probably just go see it. Yeah, uh, that, that Stephen King's it. it 2017, the movie. Uh, some of the CG was a little obviously CG. Yeah, like the effects are either really good or you can tell that it's CG. I guess that's not but the worst. A lot of the camera work is fantastic. Oh, that's exciting! Because especially towards the end, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there was this one thing they did that's just unsettling. Oh, I love like camera wise. I love, I love like unsettling cinematography, and it's like it never happens in modern horror films. Like if you watch old horror movies, like that's where they were trying to get the scares. With was in cinematography, like, uh, like I'm I'm talking about like oldest of the old, like Nosferatu and stuff like that. Like the the suspense and stuff came from the camera work because you couldn't mm-hmm. just show immensely gory things back then. It was like we're just going to have this really unsettling and uncomfortable angle that's going to do everything for us. But uh, people got kind of lazy with that. But I'm like, I'm so excited that it is getting such good reviews because I think horror movies have needed a kick in the pants to raise their bar for a <laughs> while now. And like, well, there have been a lot of really good like indie horror movies from what I've heard. Yeah, and I, I liked stuff like The Conjuring and... Um, like that but that's different like the conjuring was good just because it was a pretty compelling story on top mm-hmm. of being horror green room was really good like stuff like that like i does green room count green room doesn't count as indie because it had freaking patrick stewart in it but it was relatively small scale don't breathe was really good because it had a cool gimmick it isn't a gimmick though jan stopped mm-hmm. breathing when i said don't <laughs> breathe in case that wasn't clear um <clears throat> It doesn't have a gimmick, and it's just getting great reviews for just being a really, really good movie. So that's super yeah. exciting. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe horror movies are gonna reach a reach a new renaissance if this continues. I'd sure like that. <laughs> and they've already uh, confirmed they're making it too. Yeah, like the the ending. This isn't a spoiler, but it says you know the title at the end, like a lot of movies do, and then it comes up with chapter one. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's cleverly done. That, that's pretty cool. It stands by itself as a standalone movie pretty well, but then you know, that little bit, you're like, oh, there's clearly something that's going to yeah. happen after. That's okay, that's fine. I sure hope it doesn't come back. <laughs> um, it's also a good sign that it has good cinematography because that the, 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 the director, which I don't know his name, he's doing uh, the Robotech movie, which... I like Robotech. I don't think Robotech is like this super amazing thing. I think it's probably remembered better because of the time it came out in. So it's mostly nostalgia. But I would like a well-done Robotech movie. That would be All right, sweet. I'm going I'm to try to say his name. Andres Muschietti? 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 Maybe. I don't know. I, I am a simple Irish-blooded white American man. I can't read that. Uh, 
Out of curiosity, did you ever watch the original uh, miniseries for it? I did, but apparently, I mean, it was a while ago, and I remember so little. And I remember I was able to watch it, because wasn't it PG-13? Was it? Yeah, like, uh, I remember seeing articles saying that the new one gets to be what it was supposed to be, because it's R. I don't think the original one was R. I mean, you can look it up if you want. Then again, it was a miniseries. Maybe it just didn't get a movie rating. Yeah, a TV miniseries, so they probably had to. Yeah, it probably couldn't I, be that bad. I never actually watched it. I watched, like, the very beginning, but I used to get easily terrified of horror movies, so I would just avoid them. Like, I was really afraid of clowns. I, I was <laughs> afraid of ventriloquist dummies because oh, dude, of a, so a trailer for a Buffy episode. Oh, oh, dude! When I was little. Well, those are. That's a good episode. Um, oh yeah! Like after I actually watched it, I was like, "Oh, I was scared of this. What a what a silly child!" <laughs> but uh, as a kid, I had a ventriloquist doll, oh and my then gosh, I saw that you trailer. Had one? Yeah, because I was a weird kid, and then yeah, I saw the trailer, I and I was that. like, "Oh, that's." going in the back of the closet <laughs> yeah where it can be even more scary if the, if at the least closet... it wouldn't be staring at me unblinkingly well what if you open the closet and now it's looking right at you or it's not there oh no that's so much worse anyway. watch out for Jan and Tim's it too not related to it <laughs> it it too uh, not, notice no Stephen King's this is ours it it too <laughs> it's got two T's. So wait, ITT. Wait, is that I an acronym it's... for something that I've I've heard of? It's it must be some kind of like I don't know, friggin' insurance uh, company or something, something really benign and not interesting. So we're gonna move on. You were gonna say something, talking uh, about the uh, miniseries. Oh, I never watched it. Yeah, I passed like the first few minutes. I know that I saw it, but. I don't remember a lot from it, apparently. I remember there's a scene in a library where uh, this guy is seeing it and no one else can see it and then just balloons start follow falling from the sky and like when they pop, it's splashing blood all over everything. Oh. But no one else is reacting to it. They're just getting covered in blood. I remember that being freaky because the effect was impressive because the... Like, I, you didn't really notice... A very clear cut between the balloons popping and the blood appearing. It looked like a really clear transition. And the balloons clearly weren't full of blood because they were all floaty and stuff. But I remember that. So I know I've seen it. I just, I guess I just don't remember much from it, which is probably good going into the new one. Won't have too many expectations. Uh, Other than apparently watching... it's really good. I hope that, yeah. I stopped watching the original one once you see the clown in the sewer. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh. Oh, I quit. No. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, since we're talking about movies, well, well, that's the okay. I was talking about this earlier when we were warming up, but it has kind of like just consumed all movie news. I don't mm -hmm. know if people I, was it because I think it's because it was unexpected. Like I don't think anyone not only expected it to be that good, but no one expected it to be this, like, ridiculously successful. It's the most successful horror movie of all time. And if I'm not mistaken, its opening weekend for an R-rated movie was more impressive than Daredevil's. Not Daredevil's. Ooh. Deadpool's. Which is saying <laughs> okay. something. 
Like <laughs> it beat Daredevil. Wow, <laughs> Daredevil some standards. <laughs> uh, but it, it beat Deadpool, which is extremely impressive because Deadpool uh, is. I'm pretty sure it might still be the most successful R-rated film of all time. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it has passed it. But uh, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's because no one expected it. That's that's why it's getting all this news. Um, but as far as like some other TV entertainment news, there's not a lot of crazy stuff. Harry Dean Stanton died. I don't know if we talked about that. He was uh, uh, he was uh, well. A, a recent example that I know of is he is the guy in the Avengers. He was uh, the 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 janitor or something talking to Bruce Banner after he comes to out of after after falling out of the helicarrier. He's the mm-hmm. old guy he was talking to. He right. was in uh, Escape from New York. Uh, he was in... He was in Alien? Yeah, he was in Alien, Green yes. Green Mile? Yeah, he was, he's in a lot of good stuff. He just died. He was... Uh, how old was he? Was he like... He was pretty old, from what I understand. Yeah, he was like 91. Oh, he lived a full life then. Yeah, it's he's pretty impressive. a lot of movies. Yeah, and a lot of good ones. Like... He's never, you know, the big lead, but he's always nearby. Uh, See, other entertainment news. We got... ah, Okay. Uh, This probably isn't going to be a good thing. True Lies? You remember the Schwarzenegger movie? The kind of action comedy with the husband and wife? I know of it. Never watched it. Oh, really? I actually think that movie's really good, and it's kind of a uh, in a weird spot in James Cameron's filmography, where it's like, this is a very uh, domestic movie for James Cameron to make, because, you know, Aliens, Terminator 2, Titanic, and then it's like, here's this kind of uh, action comedy with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's like, it's really funny. It's surprisingly comedic for James Cameron, but anyway, it's getting... It's getting turned into a TV series on on Fox. And as everyone knows, Fox makes crappy TV shows. And if they are good, it cancels them. So if it's good, it's going to get canceled in the first season. But um, I don't know. I don't know if you can do that movie without Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. Okay, Arnold Schwarzenegger is kind of like one of those... He's kind of like Jim Carrey, where you don't make a sequel... To something without that person. Like... The mask, too. Exactly. Uh, Jim Carrey is, like, the perfect litmus test with that. Like, if, if you made... Like, Cat in the Hat kind of counts as a sequel to How the Grinch Stole Christmas, because it's the live-action Dr. Seuss thing. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is amazing. Cat in the Hat is awful. It does produce a lot of memes, though. That's true. But, uh... Arnold's kind of the same way. Like, what is... Well... The most recent Terminator had Arnold, and it still sucked. Well, Arnold's also not really Terminator age anymore. That's true. But, like, Predator 2, people like that movie. I guess I can't use that as a, as a, as a good example, because people like it. I don't like Predator 2 at all. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen I saw it a long time ago. Yeah. I remember, like, maybe two scenes from it. Exactly. Like, it's so forgettable. It's, it's. I think the the scene, one of one of the the thermal sight scenes where they're like in a in enclosed space was cool, and that was about it. And they they 
just copy paste the 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 you're an ugly mother thing like they use the same uh, wasn't any good anyway I don't think True Lies is gonna be that good um here's here's something interesting apparently there's a Star Wars comic that has Last Jedi spoilers hmm how did um like I guess they would have to know some of it to make it all canon but sure uh but it's issue number 49 of the marvel star wars comic Mm -hmm. and apparently it has a lot of last jedi spoilers mark hamill was warning people on the twitter saying i wonder if he wasn't supposed to do that i wonder if it was like maybe you would read that that comic and not even not have any idea of the things that get spoiled Maybe maybe they had thought about that, and they're like, oh, we just won't worry about it. And then Mark Hamill's like, wait a second, I better tell the world! That could have happened, but yeah, yeah. that's interesting. So, if you, if you don't want uh, The Last Jedi spoiled, I guess stop reading Marvel Star Wars comics right, until the movie there comes out. Comic 48, and looking at 49, maybe, maybe wait a couple months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. I was wrong when I said there wasn't going to be a lot of news. This is crazy. Uh, the show Narcos, the Netflix series. I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I've heard nothing but good things about it. But they were the, the location manager was scouting places for season four. His name is Carlos Carlos Munoz, I think. Munoz? I don't know. He was shot and killed right outside of Mexico City on Monday. What? Like, he was just scouting locations, and uh, apparently he was on his way outside of Mexico City, and they said his, his, his compact car was found on an unnamed dirt road in San Bartolo Octopan, riddled with several bullets. Given the depopulated, we have no witnesses, says a spokesman for the Attorney General of the State of Mexico. So yeah, he, uh straight up ran into some highwaymen looking yeah. for good locations for uh you know a, a a gritty crime drama set in mexico and on the border he was killed by the thing he was creating yeah like he definitely i think he definitely found the spot to be <laughs> convincingly dangerous well, now, this looks like an authentic place where a drug trade would happen. <laughs> oh, here come some people now. That's horrible. Yeah. That's uh, so freaky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but Paul Bettany is in the Han Solo film now. He, he, I think he went over there like maybe three weeks ago. Like he showed up on the set to start working on stuff. Apparently he's already done, which tells me he might be like, some guy in a cantina or something, or he just did some mocap stuff, or maybe mm-hmm. it's just like voiceover. But uh, you don't really so not yeah no, nothing too big probably. Yeah, like they're already saying that he's 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 done. He's he's out. So every time I see like these new things being brought up for the Han Solo film, it's like oh they're gonna be changing a whole lot of stuff. There's adding new characters, but I actually don't think they're gonna be changing much from where it was before which it's hopefully gonna be good yeah i want it to be good i'm just i'm not holding my breath it it would actually i mean so far we've had the force awakens and uh rogue one both of which i thought were really good so 
but the this just doesn't feel necessary and all of the behind the scenes trouble makes it where it's like mm, I think maybe we could do without this I'm just not I'm, I'm not excited for it as much yeah, as I like I, Han Solo I'm excited for the next real Star Wars movie <laughs> yeah the, the next uh, real one that actually happens not, not like any of those fictional Star Wars the movies the next one with Jedi <laughs> see okay that's I actually okay that that was a criticism I had about um the force awakens like once again it was so much more about jedi again and like some of the best episodes of clone wars and like just like other star wars stories some of the best parts have nothing to do with the jedi or the jedi order or the sith or anything to do with them rogue one had anything to do with them yeah uh, well and that was before rogue one came out i was like because they started doing Ah. extensive reshoots for rogue one and more and more Darth Vader started getting teased, so I was like, man, c- could, couldn't we just have a movie that isn't about the Jedi? And it wasn't about the Jedi, or the Sith, yeah. and it was awesome. Like, Rogue One, I, I, I hesitate to say is my second favorite Star Wars movie. It might be tied as my second favorite, tied with A New Hope, mm. but... That's, like that's I, pretty high up there. Yeah, I, that movie was really good. And it had no, it had none of the none of the mysticism or anything. It was just it was a a war movie, a revolution mm-hmm. movie. Like that's Star Wars is so full of like. I mean, first of all, Star Wars is full of untapped potential in like every imaginable genre, just because the universe <laughs> is so big. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not necessarily. <laughs> It's not like I'm not excited for Han Solo because there isn't Jedi, because that's not the case. I think it's just, I'm not excited because the actor doesn't look exciting. Uh, really, the only thing that interests me is Donald Childish Glover. Childish Gambino? As, as, yeah, Donald, yeah. Child, Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian, which just sounds like a good idea. Like, that can't go wrong. Uh, let's see. That's, I mean, that's most of the, of the big news. American Assassin, yeah, it's getting torn apart. Mm-hmm. It isn't that unfortunate. Oh, well, I wasn't going to see it either way. I think it's just... It's got Michael Keaton. <laughs> so I feel like Maybe he needed I might a paycheck. still watch... Oh, yeah, well, does he? <laughs> Michael Keaton seems to be uh, doing pretty, pretty well for himself. It seems like every year he ends up being in something that's nominated for an Academy Award. And, right, uh, but if he's got an expensive house and a nice car, maybe he just wants. That's a good point. Maybe he wants a giraffe. He likes living large. He likes to have another paycheck to blow on a bunch of cool stuff. I actually don't know if Michael Keaton is a is a you know a Playboy party animal, <laughs> but um, I guess if he was, that'd be nice. If I was a famous, well-paid actor, I'd probably every once in a while do one for a paycheck. Or maybe. He's just like Nicolas Cage, in which case he actually just loves making movies. So oh, he, that'd be weird. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> unforgivable. Now, what kind of man goes into the movie business because he enjoys making movies? Yeah. Tim, you're talking nonsense. Uh, the Hitman's bodyguard finally, like, disappeared from the... Uh... Oh, no, I guess it's still number six this weekend, but... It was it was up there in first place. It was a it was a hollow victory for a while because it was in first place and really not making that much money. And then it came along, and apparently, the whole reason that, it, that okay, 
We talked about these uh, reasons that the the box office weekend before it came out was like the worst in uh, the worst in like what was it thirty years or something? It was the, no, it was the worst since nine eleven, and it was like all these all these factors going into why it didn't do well, like. Netflix having the most popular movie that weekend, uh, the big fight happening between McGregor and Mayweather that weekend, and then now, on top of that, I think it was because people were just waiting for it. Like They were like, I don't want to go to the movies this weekend. Let's go to the next time. We'll, we'll go when it comes out. But what about the Dark Tower? <laughs> oh, man! I didn't. I forgot that the Dark Tower and it are Stephen King movies. The Dark <laughs> Tower is the unwanted stepchild, man. <laughs> also, I heard that it just wasn't accurate at all, and it was actually really close to the book. I also heard the Dark Tower wasn't very good. Yeah, but in in terms of being the unwanted child of Stephen King, the Dark Tower uh, apparently it was just it only it was only like the book in the name from what i hear i'm sure that's kind of an exaggeration because i'm sure wasn't both it of supposed them to be like a, a dark tower wasn't it supposed to be like a sequel or something the movie was supposed to be a sequel to the book i thought so i never read the book or watched hmm. the movie same but i also didn't hear about that that'd be interesting i could be totally wrong that'd be a weird way to do it but i guess wouldn't be the first time <sighs> I'm still waking up. I'm not a morning person. Just to clarify, I am an yeah. afternoon person. Late evening, I also get tired. So apparently we can only do these when I'm tired. <clears throat> uh, I guess that kind of covers everything in terms of movies and movies, TV show yeah. news. Uh, we could shift over to games. Ye. Uh, PUBG, which is <laughs> Player Unknown Battleground, has banned... Banned... Over 150,000 cheaters since March. Oh, okay. That is a lot of people. Yeah, that kind of that that kind of uh, flows into this news, being that uh, PUBG has like set the all-time record for the amount of people playing one game on Steam. Like more mm-hmm. than Dota 2, more than I'm um, more than everything, and Dota 2 is is free to play. And pretty popular. So, you know, a $30 early access game, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Reaching that high of a number of, of concurrent players. I have to try it at some point because simply it's a national phenomenon, apparently. Exactly. Or worldwide, maybe. And uh, to clarify what I mean by concurrent, I don't mean amount of players who have played. I mean amount of players who have been online at the same time. Just for anyone listening who didn't understand that. Like, that means... At one point, it had the record number of Steam users that there has ever been, which is ridiculous, uh-huh. especially considering how new it is. It isn't even, like, officially out yet. <clears throat> um, I guess, what else can we talk about related to PUBG besides, uh... Uh, besides the thing that everyone else has already talked about to death and doesn't really affect us that much? Other so than... we can just skip it. Well... I'd like to touch on one thing regarding okay. it. Okay. I'm not going to say uh, whether I think it was acceptable or not, or, or really go into detail, but I'm sure everyone knows I'm talking about PewDiePie saying the N-word on a stream while playing PlayerUnknown Battlegrounds. But what I think is important 
is that he was playing Player Unknown Battlegrounds. He was not playing Firewatch. And it was the Firewatch developer that has started DMCA uh, claiming his videos. I'm, I'm Regardless of the fact that that's kind of illegitimate and the whole, like, our, our Let's Plays and stuff like that, is that fair use? That's not really what I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with the fact that this guy decided to claim the Firewatch videos. The developer of Firewatch decided to claim those videos after he did something playing a game that isn't even related to his. It just seems it seems like you're 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 trying to get you, some of the attention. Yes, that's exactly what it seems like. So it's one thing to say, you know, PewDiePie shouldn't have said this, or uh, this is, you know, you. you you have to be concerned with uh, what people are doing with your game and what kind of uh, image this kind of famous person playing your game gives, you know, if that can affect your brand or whatever. But this just seems like someone trying to get attention. The guy who started, you know, making this public thing about I'm claiming all these videos, he could have just done it privately. If he really wanted mm-hmm. to hurt him and copyright claim those videos, he could have done it privately and then it come out later and him respond saying, I didn't like what he did. So, I, I, I didn't like the idea of him making money off of my game. He could have said that when asked, but this seems like, Hey, 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 look at me! Hey, I'm a, I'm a good guy! <laughs> Buy my games! <laughs> well, let's not talk about him anymore, then. Right, ah, good point. Let's move on. That was a good segue. I'm proud of that. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z has an original, or Dragon oh. Ball Z Fighter Z. Oh, Dragon yes. Ball Fighter Z. I wanted I, to talk about this. My mouth betrays me. He gets an original character named Android 21. Okay. So, apparently a lot of people are fine with this. The initial reaction that I was seeing was overwhelmingly negative, and I have a negative reaction to this. But, apparently a lot of people disagree with me. And people disagree with me because she's hot. People are like, no, it's fine. Okay, so, the one... Point in favor of her that I have is that it was created by the series creator Akira Toriyama. Okay. So, sure. I guess she's considered, I think, alternate timeline. Okay, yes. Oh, in the game's alternate timeline story. And that's fine, but it doesn't negate my biggest issue with it. And my biggest issue is that why do you buy a, a DBZ fighting game? Uh, to play original characters. <laughs> the very opposite. You're not buying a DBZ fighting game because it, it has good uh, uh, fighting mechanics. Sure, maybe that's like second or third place. Graphics could be up there. And the graphics look great and the mechanics look great. But the whole reason that DBZ Fighter Z Or not DBZ. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. That's, that's a pretty tough yeah. title. Anyway... The whole reason Dragon Ball Fighter Z is getting so much more attention than Guilty Gear XR Revelator ever got, despite having a very similar art style, same developer, uh, same engine. Actually, no, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is on Unreal 4, but they're both on Unreal. Uh, and this, like Arc System Works, being the developer, they they make a certain kind of game, and this looks like the same kind of game they always make. The whole reason this one is bigger is because it's Dragon Ball. It isn't Guilty Gear, mm-hmm. like. So, the the big selling point, its claim to fame, is that 
it has Goku and Vegeta and Gohan and Piccolo and these iconic characters that you actually... Well, (laughs) it does have (laughs) Krillin. But these characters that you're like, you know, I love that show or manga or whatever, and I'd love to play them in a video game. And we have for years, but now it's like, oh, but this one might also be good. Like, we'll get to play them and it'll be good. Her, this new original character being in there, really just means less time and resources and likely... I mean, it literally means less. Let an, another character spot isn't given to a character from the actual show or manga right. that people will actually care about. And it, Which... to me, it's it sounds like the same thing. And I know this is I know it's not exactly the same thing, but it's the same. It's this. It it is the same to me as if Marvel versus Capcom had original characters in it, or if <laughs> Super Smash Brothers had original characters in it. It's like, what? Well, what this why yeah why and and it's it's not quite the same as something like king of fighters which snk did as kind of their smash brothers but it it wasn't really a smash brothers as much as king of fighters has these original characters and characters from our other games can cameo in it they can kind of show up as hey we're from that game and you're like "Oh, oh that's interesting but the story was always about king of fighters original like cast which was like 12 characters like it was the bulk of the of the roster this isn't like that this is actually this is way more like smash brothers or marvel versus capcom or you know a freaking naruto game they aren't or gonna any have of the other dragon ball z games exactly like you don't want no one wants original characters in this kind of game there's the people who want to buy it just because it looks like a good fighting game and they don't care about dragon ball z and that's fine, and those people have no reason to dislike this character being in there. Like, to them, it's just yet another character. And then there's the fact that Dragon Ball Z is pretty pretty light on female characters. Pretty light on female characters that could be involved in a fight with the other characters. That's true. I, I think, off the top of my head, there's Android 18 and... Uh, I think there's a female Saiyan now in Dragon Ball Super. Oh, uh, I'm not. I haven't watched Dragon Ball Super yet. I haven't watched it either, but I saw stuff that there, apparently, at some point, there's a female Saiyan. And honestly, that's that's the two. I think Frieza technically still counts as a guy. <laughs> no matter how fabulous he may be. He can fit in with the fighters that wear lipstick. <laughs> not necessarily female, but... So it can kind of serve that purpose, I guess, but <laughs> fine, but that should not, I don't think that should take precedent on getting people from the property that people actually care about. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, if she was picked over, say, like, she's not going to pick over someone major like, like Majin, like, Majin Buu, she's not going to, she's not going to take his place, but she might take, pl- take the place of, like, Deborah or, uh... Freaking any of the Ginyu Force was haven't which haven't been shown. Like oh yeah, like they're I, they're not. I don't know if they're gonna have any of them. Yeah, like, and I I would really like to see the Ginyu Force. At least Captain Ginyu would be cool to have in there. And if she's in there and he's not in there, I'm sorry, but my reaction is gonna be, oh, I got her instead of Captain Ginyu. <laughs> which that's not fun. Well, that's not good. I don't like it. In slightly better news, uh. Oh, we're just, Yamcha we're, we're and move Tien. Right <laughs> well, it's the same game. 
Okay. Yamcha and Tien are confirmed, and Chaozu, I think, is an assist. I would have been fine if 21 had replaced Yamcha or Tien. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're about as useful as a made-up character. That's hilarious that those are confirmed at the same time. Oh, that is too perfect. Oh, perfect They're like, well, this game does need a bottom tier. (laughs) It does. And see, okay, here's something controversial that most people disagreed with them on that I agreed completely. They were like, uh, we're not going to make Krillin able to, you know, be really that viable one-on-one with Super Saiyan Goku. And they're like, well, that's bad balance. And I'm like, it's kind of deliberate imbalancing that is fine because it's a tag game. And they said Krillin is really strong when he's assisting other characters. Like, when he's, you know, a guy you're switching in and out to do a few specific things. Like, he is a really strong super in Destructo Disc. Like, the thing that, you know, kills Frieza. He, he's good if, if, you, if you're pocketing him. You know, if you've got someone, someone out and actually doing the real fighting, and then you can bring in Krillin for situational stuff. I think that's great, and it adds strategy to the game, and it makes sense in-universe. Like, Krillin's not going to be able to one-on-one perfect sell in Frieza and Majin Buu. That'd be ridiculous. Unless someone mm-hmm. is insanely good with Krillin, and the other guy isn't really that good with perfect sell and, and the other ones. And, um... Then the way they're balancing Super Saiyan Blue Goku, which is the Dragon Ball Super, it's like the next level of Super Saiyan. They're saying he he does more damage, he's significantly faster, and he has more hit points than regular Super Saiyan Goku. But they said he's also much, much more difficult to use because he requires much more precise inputs and much faster combos, and you have to know what you're doing much, much sooner than with the regular mm-hmm. Goku. So I'm like, that's kind of fine. <laughs> like, you can have the more uh, the more demanding character have uh, a much higher potential, you know, for, for damage and, and speed and stuff like that if he's that much harder to use. They're, of course, going to have to balance it like that. Like, if he's too easy, they're going to have to make him tougher to use, which is kind of a nerf without making him the same as regular Super Saiyan Goku. But... Yeah, that's a, that's a Dragon Ball Fighter Z stuff. I guess that's all the yep. news we have for that. Um, for uh, Call of Duty World War Two Zombies mode, they finally gave out some details, and man, are they just tiny, tiny little details! Uh, they're saying that <clears throat> they're like it's, they're trying to make it more grounded and less fantasy. Like they're trying to make it more of a more of a, a, a you know a Nazi scientist based thing without more without all the like the crazy supernatural stuff that the other Call of Duty Zombies things had and interestingly there's a lot of developers that worked on Dead Space that are now working on the zombie mode exclusively oh like so uh, people that know how to do horror yes and, and they're like they wanted to make it have a good atmosphere uh make it to where it can scare you outside of you know I didn't see that guy coming, and now he's right next to me, and now I'm afraid of losing the game. They wanted to actually make it atmospherically scary. But they said it's still wave-based, uh, and it's still focused on cooperative stuff. They also said uh, that they're going to have a lot of different enemy types this time, instead of, here's the basic grunts, here's a boss. Which is what a lot of them normally do. 
And they throw in like dogs and whatnot. Yeah, they. But yeah, that's. They were, uh, and, and they were, it was always a specific round that those would come out. I think with these, they're going to have a bunch of different kinds coming at you at once. So maybe a little more like Left 4 Dead, actually. Ooh. So, yeah, that's... That'd be fun. I love me some Left 4 Dead. <laughs> Left 4 Dead with Nazi zombies. I mean, I'm not going to say no. We should see if people are still playing that on the 360. Dude, we should. I bet there are. I bet they are. People were still playing TF2. I I bet you they're still playing Left 4 Dead. <laughs> um, uh, oh, there was a cool interview with... Uh, this is uh, an, another topic. But there was a cool interview with Suda51, the guy that makes... Uh, the he makes no more heroes lollipop chainsaw uh what his most recent one was let it die which is the free-to-play kind of punk rock dark souls that was a ps4 exclusive that's i mean he makes the punk rock this game basically he he makes really he makes really weird really stylish games and they interviewed him about uh no more heroes 3 which got announced and Interview, you know, I'm not going to go into everything the interview talks about. He talks a whole lot about the game and, like, what he's trying to do with it. And some of it, it's kind of, like, not really worth talking about until you can actually see it. And right now we just have a simple trailer. But one cool little thing from the interview was uh, they're talking about how he's getting, like, the crossover stuff. Because No More Heroes 3 is a crossover with, I think, six indie games. The The first two confirmed ones first one we've seen it crossover with is Hotline Miami. The second right. one, which has only been confirmed and not shown, is Shovel Knight. But they, they talk about that kind of stuff, and they're talking about, you know, the, the idea that Travis, who's the hero from No More Heroes, is getting sucked into a video game console with the villain. And the game he's playing when it starts is Hotline Miami. Ooh. And they're, they're talking about, you know, how do you get... Uh, how did you get you know the rights and stuff to do to do this kind of thing and he's like oh i'm just friends with those guys like the two guys that made hotline miami apparently they just hang out and at one point they were like they actually asked they're like do we have to do we have to ask someone else to let our games cross over they're like wait are these like completely ours they didn't know for sure but they just decided they were gonna do it anyway and it just turned out they could but i thought that was kind of a cool anecdote i really like the idea that that's how the games industry works yeah i know for the most part it isn't but (laughs) yeah it's definitely at this level it can when it's this small uh it can just kind of work like that it would be like you know um because it's kind of like how comics can can so much easily have these fun crossovers because it is a lower budget industry like it doesn't cost as much money to make a comic than it does a movie or a video game so you can just be like so why don't we just have like ash from evil dead show up in like a judge dread comic and they're like yeah why not that'd be fun. <laughs> Got nothing better to do yeah of course i'm saying outside of marvel and dc this can happen although batman did cross over with the ninja turtles recently and supposedly oh, yeah. it was great should probably read that at some point. But yeah, that that that's kind of a fun thing. Thought I'd uh, thought I'd bring up. Um, let's see. There's more. Gosh, more about Lawbreakers. Mostly just Cliff Blazinski saying, uh, "Y'all, I'm trying." While also getting into fights on Twitter about silly things, stuff that doesn't affect his game. Cliffy, 
Cliffy, keep keep your head down. Don't turn into Randy Pitchford, please. Cl- You're not as relevant as you used to be, boy. <laughs> yeah, and please don't just don't be Randy Pitchford. If if there's anything a game developer should not do, it's become Randy Pitchford. Don't don't be the guy who decides to get into every little fight with every little guy that criticizes him on the internet. Like C- C- Cliffy, you got it. You got to let it let it roll off you like water. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> Do that. Do that one. Watch Frozen. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I know you, you. your whole you game you spent a lot of money and time on is failing. You should watch Frozen. Make it feel better. <laughs> it's a really happy movie. Yeah. You know what? I, I wish I... God, I wish I could be supporting Lawbreakers, but I can't. Because it's on PC, which I don't have. I have a Mac. And it's on PlayStation 4, which I don't have. I have an Xbox One. So it's on these things that I can't support him with. <laughs> which I'd love to support him, not because it's him, but just because I've really liked what I've played of the game. Is a is a real exciting arena shooter. It's good stuff. I miss that stuff. You could play Doom. <gasps> you could play Doom on the Switch come November. Oh, which was like a this really sounds breaking. This is a really unexpected announcement. You want to talk about? Uh, okay, this is kind of a cliche to say. Oh, I didn't expect that to show up on a Nintendo console, even though you know <laughs> the GameCube had like Mortal Kombat and uh, uh, the the Wii and the Wii U had like Call of Duty and uh, Splinter Cell and all these games. Like it's never been, it's never been a thing that just didn't happen. But just Bethesda games. Do not show up on Nintendo systems. Uh, and now they're getting Skyrim and Doom? They're getting Skyrim, Doom, and Wolfenstein 2. Right. <laughs> Wolfenstein 2 is probably the biggest one just because that's a new game that they've mm-hmm. convert, they, they've confirmed is coming to it. It's not, you know, uh, here's this thing we know is successful that we can safely port onto this uh, system we're unsure about. Skyrim and Doom say that. Skyrim and Doom are like... Eh, we already made this game. It's not going to be too much of a big deal for us to port this over much later. Especially with Skyrim. God. With Wolfenstein 2, that's a vote of confidence. That, and, and Bethesda having a vote of confidence on a Nintendo system, you know, that's way bigger than Rockstar putting L.A. Noir on Switch. That would be like Rockstar putting Red Dead Redemption 2 on the Switch. That would be like them confirming that before the game came out. That's this ain't no small thing. This actually makes it into like I think since the Wii, it stopped being a three-man race. It's been uh, Sony and Microsoft compete for the you know the very mainstream uh, t- twenty to thirty-year-old you know typical home gamer. Mm-hmm. And the Wii was kind of a either supplemental for those guys or went after everyone else. The Wii U was much less successful and kind of turned into just a supplemental thing. Like, if you had an Xbox or a PS4 and you wanted to play Smash Brothers or you wanted to play Mario Kart, you know, it, 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 was, an, it was an extra if you, could, if, you could have, if you could bother. It was an extra. But the Switch kind of started off where the Wii U was, where it's like, this is, once again, this is just an extra. This is, but, but I had the benefit of also being a portable, which a portable is supposed to be, you know, uh, a supplement. 
It's supposed to be, I'm out, but I can't play on my big TV. I'll have this thing in my pocket. This is, this will do. <laughs> in my gigantic pocket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, Switch is a little too big for pockets, but in my uh, very masculine backpack? satchel. Okay, yes. Backpack. <laughs> in, a, in a backpack. That kind of thing. Uh, but it getting Wolfenstein 2 now starts to get us a little closer to GameCube, where it's like, uh, it's getting the same games, it's going to be getting them at the same time, and it, they're big games. They're big mainstream games. That's pretty sweet. This is the only one I can think of uh, that's in that position. Actually, no. NBA 2K17, uh, I can put in that category. Or no, I think it's 2K18 now. Yeah, they always come out with them a year early. It's confusing, but... Um, if you if you go on to the Switch store, it's like yeah, you can even buy the three different versions. One of them is a hundred and fifty dollars. Here's the thing: hmm. this is something a lot of people didn't know about if they weren't Nintendo gamers. Which I I think until the Wii U Xbox generation, I was usually primarily a Nintendo gamer. Nintendo games don't get special editions because not as many people are going to be buying a third party game on a Nintendo system. Like, uh, the GameCube would never get the special edition of the Need for Speed games that would come out on it every year. It was only on the PS2 and the Xbox. Uh, same situation with the Wii. Like, if there was a hardened or prestiged edition of a Call of Duty game, it wasn't on the Wii. It was only on the other systems. Because that's, uh, you know, a potential... It costs money to, to make those editions for yet another system, and they're less likely to buy them there. Another thing, Nintendo systems, uh, even with the Wii U where it was possible, they don't get expansions. They don't get DLC. It just doesn't happen. Like, uh, I remember Injustice on the Wii U, like halfway through its DLC cycle, they just stopped coming out with the DLC for it, which was annoying, but uh, it's because no one was buying it. NBA 2K18, getting three, like, getting, you know, the two different special editions, including the expensive ones... That's that's near unprecedented. Like I, I don't think that's actually happened before. Like uh, outside of you know uh, a JRPG that was released exclusively on a on a Nintendo system, you don't see someone makes but making special editions for Nintendo systems unless they are Nintendo themselves, and even they don't do it that much. Right. So I I saw that and it was like whoa, whoa. this is different this could be a new era i've seen the sun come over the hill in the distance and it's not like this is i want this to happen because i'm in i'm a nintendo fanboy i haven't been for a while even though i most certainly used to be uh this is because having three major companies competing is way more exciting and and way more promising than having two major companies competing mm-hmm like, everyone likes to say, Nintendo really likes to say this, oh, we're not competing with them. They like to say it because they look bad if they compete with the other two. <laughs> like, because, uh, you know, Sony and Microsoft have their ring that they're fighting, and if Nintendo tries to walk in there, they're going to get their they're ass gonna kicked. They're going to get KO'd pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but if maybe they weren't, though... If maybe they were in good fighting condition, maybe they could go in there. Now we got an awesome three-man three battle royale. That's that's way more interesting. I mean, gosh, PS2, Xbox, GameCube was so competitive. Like, PS2 won handily. Absolutely. 
It's, uh, the the mm-hmm. sales numbers and stuff like that, that was amazing. But like it, it was an epic victory. But between those three, if you go back, like uh, in hindsight, the amount of exclusives and good exclusives that all three systems were getting, like PS2, yeah, has a ton, way more than the other two. But the original Xbox has so many like unsung exclusives that were made exclusive to the Xbox because Microsoft was aggressively pursuing other developers. And same thing with GameCube, like aggressively coming after people, like. Uh, Resident Evil 4 started off as a GameCube exclusive. That was huge. <laughs> that was a massive thing. Uh, and I then forgot about that. Other stuff, like uh, more obscure stuff, like uh, Product Number 3 was a GameCube exclusive, which was a Capcom game. It was a big Capcom game. Like, it, I, it's, all, it's kind of a hassle when you have to buy all three systems to play, you know, all of the three big names. Or, I mean, the, you know, major games that are coming out in one year. Like, there's a bunch of exclusives. That's kind of a pain. But I think the pros outweigh the cons, where it's like, there's just a lot of really good, really well-optimized games. And they're optimized because they're only having to come out on one system. <laughs> it's, everyone's like, everything's going multi-platform and uh, cross-play is the future. I agree, cross-play is the future. If you're going to have a multi-platform game, it should have cross-play. But... I agree. But... You know, having stuff like Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, and Breath of the Wild, and uh, I'm trying to think of a major Xbox exclusive that is new or recent or coming up. And I was like, Scale ba- Scale Band was canceled. A new one? Uh... Well, Crackdown. That's been announced, but we haven't really seen that much gameplay for it. But that's also a sequel. Are you talking about new IPs? No, I'm talking about... I said Breath Gears of the Wild. 4, right. And then Gears 4 came out not too long. Well, that was also PC. Which Well, no. I, I, I think that counts as a Microsoft exclusive. If we're talking about... Because yeah. I'm talking right. about competition. I'm talking about these three companies going at it. That's exciting. Because mm-hmm. if Nintendo finds themselves competitive with the other two... They might actually show their teeth, which they haven't in so long. And Nintendo showing their teeth, boy, you remember Nintendo versus Sega? Maybe you don't remember. <laughs> like, the industry, I wasn't paying attention to the industry back then, but that was, that was a battle. Like, good stuff comes out of really, really intense competition between companies. And I'd love to see that a thing again i i'd like i'm not talking about you know the immature like fanboy console war or whatever but i want i'd honestly like more competitive pricing too because stuff's expensive now stuff stuff too expensive yeah i'd, I'd like it be like uh because right now it's like switch isn't isn't gonna price themselves competitively with the xbox one and the ps4 but if they were actually competing oh now everyone's got to start going, going, going smaller and smaller, or bigger and bigger. Just come out of left field <laughs> swinging. Oh, 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 oh! Uh, I, I, I thought you were saying everyone's going to start making things more expensive. Well, we have the most expensive item. Oh, are we talking about Apple now? Well, have I got news? Yo, okay. Uh, here's two things. This this goes completely off of what we were talking about. Sorry. Real quick. 
just two little short things. I'm sorry. I I know that was a great great segue. Go ahead. And and yeah. it, you were in. You had the. You were on top of the world just now. But real it was quick, my moment. Go ahead and take it. <laughs> Xbox One games soon may not require full downloads to play, saving hard drive space. Imagine that. <laughs> They're almost as advanced as the Xbox 360. Uh, they're actually going to be able to run it off of the of the disc. Wow. Maybe they're going to start selling discs too. Or uh for digital for digital game, <laughs> yeah. For digital game, I just didn't laugh. For digital yeah, games, I, I pieced that together. You can like download the part you care about. Like if you wanted to to buy uh, if you want to buy Battlefield and you're like I'm not gonna play the campaign, you can just download the multiplayer, save hard drive space by not installing the campaign. And then the other thing that I was gonna bring up is the Cowboy Bebop director, who I think is a great director, as much as I think Cowboy Bebop is overrated, uh, Shinichiro Watanabe. He is coming out with an with a Blade Runner anime. Right, isn't it supposed to tie between the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner I 2049? Think so. Yeah, it's called Blade Runner Blackout 2022. That is... I didn't know that was happening. That's really exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn the volume down on this, but I'm going to watch the... Uh, oh, it's it's not really a trailer. It's more like an animatic showing them working on it. But, I mean, that looks just like Blade Runner. That looks yeah, just it, like only an anime. Dude, that is exciting. I'm really excited for that movie. I love Blade Runner, and I like Shinichiro Watsunabe. That'll probably be great. Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Okay, so uh, let's rewind and pretend we didn't talk about anything we just talked about, because Jan had a straight chosen one moment of a segue just now, when he was going to oh, talk about Oh, are we talking something. about Apple? <laughs> we are now, Jan. All right, good talk. That's uh, it for the show today. <laughs> <laughs> it's got glass on the back which i think samsung did that that allows Why? for wireless charging they can't do it with a metal back yeah but it's gonna break oh yeah but their options were either glass or plastic i clearly and- i clearly have different priorities than 90% of the mobile phone market because I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to go and drop it, though, and then it'll be broke. <laughs> That's And I that wasted $1,000. That's right. The iPhone X is $1,000 for the cheapest model. Which I want people to step back for just a sec. <laughs> like, don't see it as, huh, well... Guess I'm going to have to pay my yearly payment, my yearly Apple iPhone subscription, and they're just going up on the price. How much was the last one? The last one was about 800 right? Mm-hmm. Which is how much the iPhone 8 and 8 Plus are, give or take, because you can buy an iPhone 8, 8 Plus, or X. You know what I can buy? With the $200, <laughs> I would save... By buying an $800 phone, which is already way too expensive and absurd to even consider. But the $200 difference, what? That, that's, almost an, that's almost a game console. That's that almost is a, over a year of movie pass. Yeah, that's almost a game console's difference. And uh, I don't think that is $200 worth of upgrades from... That $800 phone, which is already overpriced. 
This is straight up getting out of hand. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's got some neat new features, like a screen. <laughs> the, the display would, takes up pretty much the entire front of the phone yeah, except great. for like this notch they cut out so there's no safe place to hold it gotta hold it by the side that's another thing I never understood when freaking was it Samsung that started doing the curved edge screen yes. it's like oh yeah so while I'm holding it on the side my palm can unlock it or start scrolling when I don't want it to which I felt them do like uh uh Someone I know had one like that, and I was trying to use the phone, and I couldn't scroll because it was locked in place because my palm was touching the side. <laughs> and I was like, this is a stupid idea. What did we gain from this? Some people like it, I guess. Apparently. That's, Someone out there has to. That's not good enough, man. <laughs> uh, and the same thing with putting the whole screen on the whole front end. Like, wh- wh- why? <laughs> what? What is... What is a it? A bigger screen. But it's not. If you're watching a YouTube video, that space won't be used. Because the YouTube video is a rectangle. And if it is being used, you're getting little pieces cut out where it isn't a screen. <laughs> it's not the best design, in my opinion. St- but st- Steve Jobs is weeping. There is one part that I've seen people attacking that I'm actually going to defend right now. Okay. And that's the uh, the face unlock. I'm not saying it's better than fingerprint, but people are saying face unlock's been around for a while. And oh, Apple's using... Oh, it's been around for a while. Oh, okay. But... He do my a dog just... Yeah. Uh, face, right. face ID. So... Normally, phones have been using two-dimensional face recognition, mm-hmm. which is a lot easier to fake. Yes. But Apple's is using 3D, which is considerably more difficult. Yes. Yeah, that, that actually is a new feature. However, I see it as a, as a negative, because I don't want my phone to be able to tell exactly what I, looked, what I look like. Uh, I have I have the cameras, the front-facing camera on my phone and the the webcam on my computer taped over <laughs> because that creeps me out. Because you know, at least at least of all, it's going to be used for advertisements and ad targeting, and you know, we already know that they do that stuff. Like, which brings me to one more thing: okay. Apple's actually locking down on s- people's privacy even more. So, like, uh, tracking cookies are very common, but mm-hmm. they're locking down a lot of the loopholes and whatnot in Safari <clears throat> that allow companies to track oh my. when you leave their website and stuff. Coming after that Firefox crowd. I'm listening, Apple. It's that I actually... Good job, Apple, on that. Yeah. They, normally, they're <laughs> at the forefront of security and privacy. Well... And I was glad, like, uh, I think it was last year or maybe the year before when they basically told the U.S. government, nah, when they wanted a uh, a security backdoor mm-hmm. to invade all of the privacy of anyone with an Apple product. I was really I was really proud of them when they were like, just no, that's <laughs> not OK. Like, that's cool. But uh, then you have stuff like the iCloud hack where it's like, well, some people, I mean, Illegally, people can still get in there. 
So, uh, I'm still made uncomfortable by that kind of stuff. Like 3D, 3D face tracking. Like, sure, it makes it more secure for someone to get into your phone in that moment, that one person. But that information is now stored somewhere, and it just skeeves me out. I don't like it. Least of which being, you know, corporations sending me creepy targeted ads. Ads. Most of which being, I don't, I, I don't like the government knowing all that what? stuff all the time. What's going on out there? Uh, Annie got scratched by the cat, and she's washing mm. off the blood right now. I forgot you have a cat now. I keep forgetting that. Uh, I haven't met yeah. it yet. Uh, you totally should. Her name's Artemis. She's That's a cool name. Yeah. She's extremely soft and fluffy, loves to cuddle and meow. Those are all and, of the things I like about cats. But her meows are like not fully formed, so she'll go Oh, they're they're like uh 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 they're, they're pitiful little chirps. Yeah. Uh, she she chirps a lot. Like even when she jumps, she'll chirp a little bit when she lands. Is she a breed that only chirps? Because I had a friend I who had a so. had a specific kind of cat that they, they could not meow. They could only make like little that's all they could do. She's a tortoiseshell, which is like orange and black. Yeah. And she's got the face split, so one half of her face is black and the other half is like orange. Yeah, well I can't I can't wait. I can't wait to meet her now. <laughs> I can't wait to come to your house soon. Which by the way, I had oh, an yeah. idea. I had an idea. Uh-huh. Like I know we had other plans that weekend and we got the plans okay. with going to Dallas's birthday party. Uh, how about if maybe for like just a couple hours we record some beautiful Joe, and that'll be our, our our second year anniversary thing well, that I'd we do. Down. I'd be down. Maybe too. even a little skit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You heard it here first, folks. People listening to the podcast getting spoilers for the people who watch the Let's Plays, which I'm ninety percent sure are two completely different crowds. <laughs> Just because in that one has a crowd. <laughs> People actually listen to the podcast. No one watches the Let's Plays. Uh, I would appreciate it if y'all gave it a watch. Unless you don't like Let's Plays, then I'm not going to try to sell it to you. I mean, you could just have it on in the background. It's what I do when I'm working. Yeah. I I think they're good for that. Although, I'm in them, so I can't really take so my word for it. So you should give your full attention to them. <laughs> uh, I guess last bit of news is uh, apparently Metroid is saved. And uh, Return to Samus was not only a critical hit, but a sales hit as well. And some people are saying it's like uh, pending Pokemon Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun coming out. They're saying this is like the 3DS's uh, last great moment before it's sent out to pasture. Because apparently it is a a dang good Metroid game. So, I can't wait to get it. And I'm glad that this potentially means Nintendo's going to be like, oh... They wanted the Metroid games to be like Metroid games and not be garbage. Wow. Uh, I don't know Japanese for anything other than arigato. <laughs> I, I know. Oima. Moshinde. Oreo. Ora, ora, ora. Oh, yeah, I know that Japanese. <laughs> oh, I heard, I heard uh, you finished One Punch Man. Maybe Ooh. one, this is, we're closing out. This a is, little late. Yeah, yeah, but you finished One Punch Man, do you like it? It was fantastic. Yeah. And that final battle was, was awesome. Hype. Yeah, so and good. And then the ending of it was just like, oh. Dude, I'm so excited. 
I'm so excited for more. Uh, and then, uh, Wesley, you and Wesley confirmed that you were going to watch JoJo next. And when you asked what made you change your mind, he shared a meme that I sent him. Because he was like, we don't know if we're going to watch My Hero Academia or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure next. And I said, JoJo. And he said, I mean, I'll consider it. And I said, consider this. And shared this meme, which I'll share on screen right here. And he, he was like, I mean, all right. Yeah, we're watching that one. <laughs> Yeah, well, I wanted to watch JoJo, and he was watching My Hero Academia, so he wanted that one. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess we'll figure it out eventually. Okay. But you made it easier. <laughs> I you, made it easier you for everyone. the process. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess that's all we got for this time, our first morning podcast. Or I guess it's closer to noon now, especially it's for you. noon. It's past noon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the sun was up this time. You can, It'll make no difference to the people listening. Well, it will make a difference because I'm going to be able to edit it and release it on time for once. I'm going to oh. have more than six hours to edit the whole podcast and sleep and be able to go to school the next morning. So, uh, yeah. This better be good then. It's going to suck. I'm, 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 I, I make no promises. All right, now throw in that animated outro you made. No, no, though. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I may start having a, a little, a little musical thing on the outro. Who knows? We'll do a little, do a little. <laughs> See you guys next time. Uh, Brought it full circle. Good job. Being <laughs>